0: Hello and welcome to the Alpha Mind podcast. I am Mark Randall. And I am Stephen Goldstein. Alpha Mind is a series of regular podcasts that will focus on performance, mindset, behavior, and emotional intelligence for traders, investment professionals, and market participants. Please join us on this journey as
1: we explore together the aspects which lead to an optimum mindset for the creation of Alpha, what we call an Alpha Mind. So welcome to the, uh, the third session of, uh, of the Alpha Mind podcast. I'm Stephen Goldstein. And my name is Mark Randall. And we're going to be talking today about mindset in trading and investment performance.
0: And uh, I know that Steve's had a, a great vacay away and has taken Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, with him to ponder over for, I think, that the third time uh, and learned some great skills from it. And, of course, mindset is significant. Mindset can make or break you as someone facing the complexities of the financial markets there's a lot you need to cope with, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, do go wrong, will go wrong and it's how you, your mind deals with that that's very very important and things that do go wrong, that are, that are failures it's important to learn from those experiences and to move on um, but people often get stuck with those experiences and rather than things being a failure it becomes something where you start to consider that you yourself are failing and that I'm a failure. And that then brings about a negative mindset. So I don't know, Steve, if you've picked up that message in Carol's great book, but it's very much the case, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as, as, as you just said, you rightly said, it was. Uh, I've read the book before and um, a few things have led, led me to read it again. Um, and now I'm actually reading it a third time because... The second time was even better than the first time and now I'm making notes. I was so engrossed, engrossed in it. But I recognise so much of of myself in it from when I was a trader. Mm-hmm. And I recognise so much of my clients now as a coach, of aspects of them in it. And and I notice how, you know, one of the things that's clear to me is, is how the really successful traders I work with tend to have this growth mindset. Yeah. So maybe just to give um, a quick a quick overview of Carol, Carol Dweck's theory here of the growth mindset. It, it, it's really saying that we have, as individuals, two, one of two mindsets. A growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And we're predominantly one or we're predominantly the other. But we can also switch between the two. Um, and a growth mindset is a mindset where really you, 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 you want to learn. You're, 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 your talents are not considered as fixed, but you're always up for learning. You're always up for growing. Um, you always think you can get better. You're not the complete um, finished article. And I don't know if that's a complete <laughs> description as yeah. how, say, the book describes it or Carol would describe it, but that's my interpretation. And the fixed mindset is one where we say that our talents are fixed, that we are already good enough, that we are talented, that in a sense that we deserve our success and that we don't need to try so hard and we don't need to learn.
0: Mm, Interesting. I think one of the things that I questioned in that book was that um, it talked about almost being one or the other in terms of mindsets and uh, but of course from my own experience when I was down on for example the, the, the early days of the life floor I had a pretty fixed mindset about maths really I didn't like maths didn't like anything to do with maths but I had a growth mindset r- around the art of the markets and the creativity of the market and the the networking of the market and the people of the market because the market is all of those things. And so I think her book is interesting but I think we are slightly more complicated than some of the things she's spoken about. And we have this bandwidth of things that we we know we're rubbish at so we don't focus our attention there and we concentrate on our strengths and build them and learn by them and fail and build again and learn. And we have to have a, a growth mindset for that. So I think collectively and as we grow older that can change so I'm more acceptable now to mathematics than I was before because I've matured and maybe I've learned some tricks and things mm. but that then has to be linked into growth mindset so yeah
1: I mean I think the thing about the book is is it is a little bit uh, you know she's given examples
2: yeah
1: and she has to sort of specify some clear examples yeah. For the point she's making,
2: yeah.
1: but of course it is far more complex yeah. than that. And you know, I recognise myself when she talks about that, going into fixed mindset sometimes and into growth mindset in mm. the other times. Mm. Um, but you know, like I said, a lot of the people that I've I've mentioned, I've worked with as coaches or really successful traders, they are very growth mindseted, you know, and I see that and. I know that when I've worked with people, even before I knew the theory of growth mindset, I knew I was trying to give them a growth mindset. You know, I was trying to turn them from that
0: because they've got a lot of fixed mindset aspects. And could you determine that very quickly in the conversation with the person? Or did it evolve over time? Did you think, oh, this guy's got a growth mindset? It
1: evolved over time, but I'll give you an example. Um, So, there, there was uh, there was a, a guy I was coaching in the early days who was, he was a market maker at a bank uh, in London and his manager said to me, Steve, could I work with this guy? He's a really good trader. He's been doing the job about 20 years and he, he comes in on budget every single year, bang on budget, you know, not very far away. His budget on, a, on an FX trading desk at this bank was $2 million a year. Okay, and that, that was just market making the flow that came through the books. But he was really good at it. And the manager said to me, I know we can get a lot more out of him. I just don't know how to get it. Could I work with him? And, you know, I met with him, the, the trader and he agreed to go through this process. But he said to me at the very start of this, he said, look, you're not gonna change me. You know, I am who I am. This is how I work. You know, I'm not gonna be a prop trader. He said, I've tried prop trading in the past and it hasn't worked for me. Um, and I'm good at market making. This is what I do. I trade the flow. So I said, Look, you know, the the, the guidance I've got from you is that you know you could make more money. He said, Look, I'm up for anything, let's just experiment. And and we did this coaching program and we explored every aspect of himself. (laughs) But straight away the fixed mindset here, and the fixed mindset that became apparent. Was that he was staying inside his comfort zone? He didn't think he could go outside it. It was a little bit scary, you yeah. know. He every single day, you know, he, he was like a machine. He would make money, a small amount of money every day from the flow. You know, he'd be making on average ten grand a day. There would be days where he'd make thirty or forty grand, and other days where he'd make nothing. He hardly ever lost money. He would be down in the morning. Mm. And if he was down he would always get back to flat it was really strange so he would work longer into the afternoon to get back to flat but he would get to flat and he would stop but if he got to a certain amount of money by about 12 1 o'clock he would stop so that that was kind of where he worked you know so you know we were talking you know do you, do you have any more capacity to move beyond this you know and we we just explored it and as uh, over the months, as we t- we talked about that, you know, he started to say, look, I, I'm holding a little bit more risk overnight or I'm staying with it longer into the afternoon. There's no reason why I shouldn't. He said, I don't know why I put those barriers up. Mm. But in his mind, you know... So they were inner barriers then.
0: He built were, his own brick wall internally.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he was growth mindset to a point and then he would change to fixed mindset. Yeah. You know, Sounds like there's a
0: fixed mindset about himself. Yeah, oh,
1: very much but so. A growth
0: mindset towards his job to some extent yeah, and what yeah, he's doing in the market. Yeah. But you knew from this coaching that actually there's this other side to him that was slightly inhibited in this fixed mindset of personal yeah. approach. That if you could give him the opportunity to switch that into a growth mindset as well fantastic things would start to happen yeah, and
1: that's so, what you found right? yeah so we didn't use the language of growth mindset but what we did was we, I suppose we explored where his potential was mm. you know, he was limiting his potential you know the, the, the thing about growth mindset is growth mindset people always believe they've got potential they've got more potential and that through learning and working on it and stretching themselves they can realise that potential yeah, learning
0: is fundamental in it. Absolutely. Yeah, a-
1: absolutely and then when they get to that they then got further, mu- further potential, so they can push out further. Yeah. So they're, they're never ever thinking they're the complete article, but when they think they're the complete article, they then become fixed minds sure, sure. and they start defending themselves. Yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've seen—I know you've seen this because we spoke about this.
0: Yeah, I see this uh, an awful lot where people get stuck stuck in a rut to some extent. Don't believe that they need to bother to yep. go further. That is it. Yes. Um, but we know, all know that we have the capacity right up to the day we die to progress and develop and to learn in that journey.
2: Yeah.
0: And change directions. Yeah. Critical points, and that could be changing direction in terms of trade strategy, which clearly, in this case, gave a different perspective to what he was making money on and how to make money in the market.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think it is unexplored. I don't know of anyone that's looking apart from our discussions, uh, yeah. combining this inner game and outer game yeah. to the potential of creating you know, people that are so heavily geared towards making money in difficult trading environments whilst getting the most out of themselves yeah. and manage that bit of them uh, in a way that's uh, acceptable to you know, their normal behaviour not doing anything different, not spending any money really. Yeah. I'm not telling them to spend money to go and buy an app or anything. We're training them a toolkit well, we're, through our approach. We're telling them to invest in themselves. Yeah, and I think
1: this is one of the the challenges that that traders have and investors have. You know, they, they don't tend to. This industry tends not to. Be, people don't invest in themselves. They have to. That has to be now, to, particularly in the UK. Well, it, I don't think it happens very many places. I mean, they invest maybe in some training. You know, let's go on a technical analysis course. Yeah let's yeah. let's subscribe to a service. And I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. I think there's some great services out there, especially for private traders um, that kind of mentor them. Um, you know, everyone's willing to learn a programme. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, to become a successful trader, you can't succeed if you don't have the right mindset. And most people, in my opinion, not only do they not have the right mindset, they don't even work on developing this such a valuable aspect.
0: No, and if you're looking down as the owner of a business at your portfolio of traders, um, you probably know now who those people are that have the fixed mindsets. Yeah. And you know the people that have got the growth mindsets because their bottom lines are very, very different. And that mindset comes across in how they talk to you, how you interrelate with them, their general attitude of, I guess, their presence, you know? Yeah. Um, So it doesn't just affect performance. It it, um, really impacts your relatability to others. Yeah. And, of course, that extends to the social world. We're not just talking about, you know, at work here. We're talking about life in general. And if you've got a fixed mindset for life in general, then, boy, you're missing out on a whole bunch of stuff. Right. I mean,
1: you know, the great thing about the book and sort of, i' I'm, I'm 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 not plugging the book here by the way no. you know it's, it's one of the best selling books anyway um but i'm I'm such a huge fan of it
0: well, it's combining you know, no your knowledge and you know, yeah if you take us 70 years of, what's that, 350 non-farm payrolls just on my career, <laughs> plus your career, that's 700 non-farm payrolls of experience. And not the payrolls was always the big number, right? Yeah, quite a few fair meetings um, and Bank of England meetings. Yeah, exactly. Oil crisis. Yeah, there it there's enough to get us worried. But if you combine that and throw it into this world and say, OK, well, you know, the audience who are, are going to want to know, well, what, have you, what are the key things you've learned? What, what has it been to have a growth mindset in these great crazy times? Would you, we'd never survive with a fixed mindset. No,
2: that
0: was, but uh, you know, I, I look back on my career, so I, I was and we, and we wouldn't have defined it as that, no. but actually through our nature, we had that going on in the background and for our own personal practice and whatever we were, we were taught with open mindsets as, as youngsters and that carried us through to the present day. Um, That's defined us to the point where we now see the market needs this, and we now want to deliver this to the market because we know that it's not being covered. And people out there are going to sort of well, tell us the secrets, Tell, 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 tell us what you've learned, tell us what's been very, very special. And of course, for them to absorb that and learn, they need a growth mindset. You need a growth mindset. But I think this market,
1: this market, puts you into a fixed mindset because it beats up on you nearly every single day.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and, and you end up getting defensive. You hide behind your your ego comes in, and you're trying to protect your own sense of, you know, your own self belief. And, and, and that's when you start doing that. That's when you go into fixed mindset. You know, and uh, you you don't you then don't learn from your errors. You think you do and you, you talk a line that I learn from my mistakes, but I don't. Um, and, and and that's never healthy. And that starts that downward spiral because you come into this job normally believing you're good. Otherwise, why are you going to do it? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm giving a talk on Saturday to a group of FX traders for a conference. And I was thinking about how do I start this? And they're, they're mostly relatively new traders. There are some who have... Left businesses and set them, setting themselves up as traders. Maybe have not ever been traders before. No, no. So they're, they're, there's, there's some different groups, but they're mostly quite new to trading. Novice.
2: Yeah. Obviously, yeah.
1: And I thought I'd start the talk with something that many people don't think too much about,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is you come into trading in a way that is unique. So on day one of trading, you are potentially up against the George Soroses, mm-hmm. Paul Tudor Jones, yeah. traders from Goldman Sachs, big hedge funds. They could be the other side of your trades. I know they're not gonna be on the other side if you're doing a small amount, you don't think, but they are, because they're doing much larger amounts and they're taking in the aggregates of the small yeah, trades. Absolutely. Okay, so you're, you're stepping into an arena on the very first day with some of the biggest names in the world, with experienced traders, with successful traders, with corporates, with investors who have different time frames who don't really care too much whether they're buying it a tick lower or a tick higher. You know, and it's... I don't think you have any other activity in the world that's like that. You know, you wouldn't... Yeah. If you decided you wanted to become a golfer or a great tennis player, you know, you decided, I'm going to take up tennis. I've never played tennis before or I've never done golf before, or I've never done boxing, and I want to develop and grow as a boxer, or a tennis player. You're not going to start facing Tiger Woods, Floyd Mayweather, Roger Federer in week one. And you're not going to be stepping out to play Augusta, Centre Court, Wimbledon, MGM Grand
2: Mm -hmm.
1: on week one. It's going to take years of development and growth to get there. But in trading, Day one, bang, you're up against these guys and you're in that same arena.
0: With access to pretty much the same information.
1: Yeah. And you think, and you're expecting to make money. In that first year, first couple of years, you are thinking, unless I make money, I fail.
0: Yeah, and we prejudge ourselves. We think, I'm not good enough. These guys are going, I'm against Warren. Yeah. But, you know, but interesting, Warren's view is that, well, listen, the, the, the only thing that Warren does differently to us is that he flies first class more often. He tends to, he'll, he'll sleep in a similar bed to us. You know, he'll drink Coca-Cola. He'll, he'll eat very, very similarly he'll to us. he probably drive a worse car. He'll probably drive, <laughs> <out>. no, he <laughs> does drive a worse yeah. car, right? Um, and I think the only thing, when he looked at his world and our world, the only thing that he did differently was he flew more first class yeah. plane travel than, you know, that was the only difference. Yeah. Everything else is the same, but his mindset, Clearly, is well, if you read his writings, his mindset is phenomenal. Learning, 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 yes, learning. Yes, yeah, yes. Him and Charlie Munger as well. You know, those two. When I read them, I think they're fantastic. There's about feel. You yeah, know, having a feel for the market and what does feel? Where do you get feel from? Yeah. You don't get it from a closed mindset.
1: No. So, but a fixed the, mindset.
0: The fixed mindset, yeah, which you know, it's not. It's not
1: too dissimilar to a closed mindset. Well, it is non-optimal. Yeah. yeah. But the fixed mindset is. It says, you know, that failure describes you. Failure defines you, and a fixed mindset person would would think of that. So you're going out in year one or two against almost impossible odds to succeed. Okay, just to expect to succeed yeah. would be ridiculous. Okay, some people do. Obviously, there's some randomness. You know, it's like you could play cards against a poker champion, poker. Mm-hmm. You know, and you end up getting dealt better hands at night. You're going to make money, but then you're going to think I'm a star. But if you play that guy over a hundred nights, he's going to wipe the floor with you. Sure. In time, and then you'll think I'm a failure. Of course, you're not a failure. You're playing with a guy who's played all over the world. You know. You've got to accept it as no, I'm not a failure. I'm learning. Yeah. But this yeah. becomes a problem because yeah. T- people turn, turning want to make a verb
0: money. turning a verb to foul into a noun. I'm I'm a failure. That is the fixed mindset. That's fixed mindset. And then what you do is you defend yourself
1: against that. Mm. So what the fixed mindset person does is they start blaming others. Yeah. They yeah. start coming up with conspiracy theories. Yeah. That excuse themselves. So if you're on a team, stress. Yeah. Stress. You start to bring the team down with you. Do you know I, I you know I, I'm and I may have spoken about this on another podcast. I can't remember. There was a period, and I think it was 1995. I was a trader at Credit Suisse, and I was on a. I'd been chosen to join the prop test because I had a brilliant year in 1994. Now, 1994, I was completely growth mindsetted. Of course, I'd never heard of it. The theory hadn't been devised then, but I know, you know, where I was at that time. 1994 was a huge bond bear market. Yeah. You know, I got on the trade correctly. I was avoiding what the crowd were doing. Nearly all the traders I worked with at that time were losing money. They were all invested the other way around, you know. And and I, I, you know, I I had this short bond, higher rates, you know, view that that was happening. And I I was open to that. And I made a lot of money that year. And I got chosen the next year to go onto the prop desk. I got fated. You know, "Ah, Steve's done really well. He's... Great trader, making a lot of money here for us. He's got to join our new prop desk, which we're starting. And it—it it, it was almost like I suddenly expected it, and that's the fixed mindset thing. You expect your talents to be rewarded. You don't have to work so hard, mm-hmm. you know. And it's another thing. Success often also puts you into a fixed mindset. Complacency. That's why a lot of traders. I don't know if you're familiar with with the house money effect. It's a—it's a bias. Um, behavioural finance, label it as a bias. When you suddenly have a big win in poker, yeah. you start playing loose and fast and putting not as much effort into it. Sure. And we see this with traders a lot. Yeah. You know, I know one hedge fund that, when a trader's made a lot of money, they reduce
0: his capital. You when he's made see it, very it in tennis, you see it in golf, yeah. who's given up, how do they give that away?
1: Not as much effort. But th- yeah. that's what Winners I think focus, huh? Yeah. in 1995, you know, and I, st- I, I it might have been 95 or 96 but i remember having a horrendous loss and i was sitting on a on a big position in at the time it was it was s p and i was going to people no the market's wrong i'm right and the moment you hear yourself say i always win <laughs> as i think about it i know i said that i know i thought that if i didn't say it i know i thought that and that's fixed mindset you're blaming someone else I like, you know I remember we, I didn't have a mobile phone in those days we had pages you know that's how old I am you know and I used to look at the prices in the evening in Chicago the futures prices on this thing and sometimes it just went flying across oh, the room my word, yeah. you know I hated those pages but it was it was a time of yeah that that was it the market's wrong and I'm right I didn't want to speak to people who had a different view they were they were right and it was you know so I was, again I was confirming my biases here so you get confirmation but you know these these oh, biases yeah. that they Very label are the consequence of something yeah that yeah. was me in the fixed mindset
0: yeah fixed mindset is where you've got a position on you've got you look you got a bull trade on and you're looking for things to back up your bull trade yeah growth mindset at the point of having a bull trade-on is then looking for information to put a bear trade on, to be counted to your position, as the best warning sign as to whether your trade is still valid for the market. Yeah. Because we will see things that we want to see. So if we've got a bull trade-on, we're constantly looking for things to support our bull trade. Yeah. What you you should be doing is looking for things that, that do the opposite. Well, you're looking for things that actually validate your talent,
1: yourself. Yeah, you do that. that, that is, research. That
0: is it. You can read research. Yeah. And read into it. Yeah. What you want to support your position. And that is fixed mindset. That's fixed your, mindset.
1: Your talent deserves a reward. Yeah. And anything that stops that reward happening, that is not your fault. That is somebody else's fault. Yeah. That blame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, and and it stops you from learning, of course, because, you know, you're not going to look at what you did wrong. You know, you may even excuse it, it's, it's a bad market. You know, you, you say, I oh, it was a really bad market and no one was making money. You know, you hear that all the time. Yeah. It's It's yeah. absolving yourself of responsibility yeah. at any point. Whereas in a growth mindset, you'd be going, okay, so I, I, I lost money, that, that trade didn't work out. Sure, what can I learn from that? What can I learn from that? You know, my development still has a long way to go. It, it doesn't look at it as a failure. It says, do you know what? Actually, in this business, trading, you're going to have many successes and many failures. Mm. And if your strategy, for example, is one where you have lots of small losses and the occasional big win, but much bigger, then you've got to live with a lot of failure a lot of the time. Mm. You know, it's it, and a lot of traders trade like that. You know, so yeah. it, it's, it, it's it's giving that failure a place, but not labelling yourself a failure
0: no and guess seeing it as well well that was interesting what can yeah. I learn from that yeah. that was at that, that point of when those failures that would always occur yeah. occur what is it mm, interesting fine move on reflect
1: reflect think about it yeah put that behind you Exactly. start asking new questions yeah for the next round for yeah. the next trade what yeah. is the market telling me what am I seeing yeah how, you know, how should I enter the market for the next? Trip?
0: Is the market on.
1: offering me something here.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it's
1: not, let's wait to. Do yeah. But you're not fighting the last battle.
0: No, which if you do that, your stress is going to go up and your market observation will go down. Yeah. So you're not going to spot the next opportunity even if it's at the end of your nose. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, because you, you're blinded. Yeah. You're blinded by this dwelling on and re mm. that, that error and if you had 10 profitable trades in a row yeah but one error that was just a bit of a nightmare but you still made money you'd still think more about the error than you thought about the profitable trades and and that is just not helpful it's, it's like the experience that if you go to the, the the christmas sales and you're looking for a new pair of trainers and you find this amazing pair yeah and um and you you find you know nine other good sales experiences uh and you have one person that uh, gets a bit aggressive against you and says, you know, sorry, mate, i haven't got time to look into your query. You know what, what you want in the store. And when you get home, you might have nine fantastic pro- purchases. But the thing you're thinking about is that one bloke upset you. That that yeah. it's that sort of thing. Yeah, where memory does that to sort of almost fight against that to some extent, because in trading, in trading, that blocks you off. From reality yeah so I think it's incredibly important that the audience understand that growth mindset can be nurtured absolutely you know what was really interesting some of the things from the book that,
1: that really stand out and, and you can succeed with a fixed mindset it's just that it's much harder to succeed yeah luck has you to know. be on your side yeah. mindset isn't everything you know you have to have ability so you have to have the skills You know, and and the book talks about some people who succeeded in fixed mindsets. So, for example, John McEnroe. He's mentioned in the book a lot. I've I've got the sense she spoke to him for this book. But he he talks about having a love of tennis when he first started and that he was almost certainly growth mindset then. Mm. But he was a fixed mindset person. And he said, "I, I didn't enjoy my time in tennis at all. And if... If anyone ever saw that, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming we've got a lot of younger people listening here today as well, who <laughs> yeah. may not know who John McEnroe is. OK, so he, he was, maybe just to explain it, he was a great tennis player from probably the 1980s. And I, I saw him play at Wimbledon, actually. Yeah, yeah. I remember standing on centre court and watching him throw a tantrum yeah. on one of his most famous runs. And he always threw tantrums. He always threw tantrums. So he was always blaming somebody else. And this is what he said, he would blame anything. He would blame the weather. He would blame someone who's coughed in the crowd. Yeah. You know, he would He would not take responsibility for a failure or a loss, ever. You know, he, he was always seeking to blame anyone else for his failures. And the point was that, there was two things here. Great as he was, he may have even, because he was a brilliant player. Hmm. I mean, he was just incredible to watch. He could do things that would blow your mind. I know you're yeah. a tennis fan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was do. Th- you know, the, the, it was a time of Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors, some great players, all different styles. Borg was
0: an incredible player. Well, some of the greatest games in history. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Still, you know, up there today as yeah. great games with smaller gut string rackets. <laughs> yeah, those <wooden laughs> ra- I saw. I saw McEnroe versus Connors. Yeah.
1: I saw Roscoe Tanner versus Connors. Yeah. As well, Gottfried versus Borg. You know, on those, you know, we used to bunk off school yeah, and go likewise. to Wimbledon yeah. and queue up and get into that standing area in centre court. Um, it, it was it, it, they were great games. McEnroe to me was probably the most skilled of all those players.
0: Sure, even if we look back today, despite what said in any book or any reflection yeah. as to somebody, and of course that's always slightly looking back. Yeah, um, we would if we were to go back and say, well, name ten greats from the past it would be on that list. Yeah. But the, the, they were saying that, you know... There was a cost by the sound Yeah, of
1: it, he, he probably could have won more
0: mm. if he
1: had a growth mindset. Performance could have been a lot better. Performance, you know, he, he, he had even more potential. So changing that negative energy into... Yeah, but also what they were saying was... Forgetting uh, the past,
0: as it were, the last yeah, bad
1: point. The, the important bit was it wasn't pleasurable for him.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: It wasn't pleasurable for anyone around him. That's what it says here Yeah, in that book. You know, it it wasn't... It it was just a horrible, you know...
0: It was horrible being around him. So, if we take that into the trading world... Yeah. And ask that same question...
2: Yeah.
0: You know, a trader that is, you know, blaming everything else. Blaming Blaming the system. Yeah. Blaming the latency of speed to market.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, When actually... You were you were the butt of that because you were a bro you were an oil broker. Well, no, I was uh, f- fixed it, uh, anything that anyone fixed wanted it. to okay, trade. So you broker. were a broker, yeah.
1: <laughs> and and yeah. you 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 must have got the blame
0: all the time because oh, I God. I saw it all around me. Yeah, I mean, I had people. I had one one chap on the desk that was he was the butt of everything from this one particular trader from a German bank, and uh, at one point he was told that he wasn't compatible with his squawk box right that's how bad the relationship got so you know I broke one of this was getting so much heat because of mistrades and misinformation and yeah that um, the bottom line was he was told he was not compatible with his first squawk box <laughs>
2: um,
0: so yeah people reach for the crazy stuff when they're under pressure when they're not making it when the mindset is fixed on blaming everything apart from them from themselves um, and this latency idea is important. Speed to market, their uh, time is yeah. important for traders. The time to get that thing in, and uh, yeah, we hear it all the time. You know, latency to market for black boxes. Or it's just it's super fast. Is, is is what's needed. Yeah. But, but the one thing that we don't ask the question of is our own latency.
2: Yeah.
0: From our own point of view, us yeah. impacting in yeah. the world. If we've got a fixed mindset and we're, we're stuck on the, the negatives and we've not got an engaged and learning mindset, then we've got latency. You know, we lose that sharpness. I, I, I remember... So this is about sharpening up your, yeah, your own latency. D-
1: during, you, you must have heard this all the time, but I, I can recall myself saying it at times. And I know it was during bad trading periods. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I knew, yeah. I knew. I should have bought it. I knew that was going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If, if you all knew, all day every day. If I knew it was going up, why didn't I just buy it? Sure. I can't blame anyone else. Yeah, but I'd look to blame someone else. You know, and I did have times where I felt, you know, it's nice to hear the conspiracy stories. You know, so I hear. You know, one of the things I hear from private traders, and there's a lot listening. You know, the banks sew it up. The banks stitch it up. You know, the banks do have more information. They have more flow going through, you know. But the traders themselves very rarely, you know, other than that period we know about, sort of, <laughs> you know, with the cartels,
2: yeah.
1: you know. And, and they're, they're, there's, you know, there's been a sense of that. You know, it's, it's an advantage. To, in terms of where the market's going, I don't think they have any advantage. They just get more news and more flow and more information. Well, they that to their advantage. You've got, you've got other
0: distractions. You've you got other distractions, you know. Like they're being hit by hedge funds. Well, they're being hit by regulation and compliance, and yeah. going go on this training to get yourself, you know, trained yeah. up with the latest stuff. Don't, that don't do that. You need to do to your speak job. To them. Um, you know, come into this meeting that's got no agenda. We need to talk about a few things. God, yeah. They're being distracted. They may have an email culture that's grabbing their attention. Yeah. Away from you know the markets. There's plenty of stuff that gets in the way. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and their own attitude to those distractions is what, what in terms of the training I provide. It's about your attitude towards stuff and understanding the stuff that, that's taking your time yeah. away from the market. That is switching you into a fixed mindset. Yeah, yeah. That's switching you into a fixed mindset. Yeah. That's stressed. That's unaware. That's blocked. That's foggy. That's you know adding things up wrong, making simple mistakes. Yeah, and not seeing opportunity. Yeah. So that fixed mindset can lead to a disastrous thing, string of events.
2: Yeah.
0: And it, well, it it could just be you just have a normal day. Rather than an outstanding day,
2: yeah,
0: and that's the difference between fixed mindset and growth mindset. Yeah, what you want is to be fully primed up to have an outstanding day every moment of the day. Yeah, and if you have a moment that's not gone your way, to be able to reset, refresh, reapproach, go forward with a growth mindset, rather than to be dragged into that negative mindset. So, negative mindset is a risk to the business.
1: With uh, absolutely.
0: It, I mean. It's,
1: you're less resilient, far less resilient. If you're in a fixed mindset, your resilience crumbles. If you're in a growth mindset, it's just a setback and you bounce back far quicker. You're, you know, you're more likely to take advantage of opportunities. When you're in a growth mindset, you won't be saying, I knew that was going to happen. You would have already been long. No. Or you'd be not sitting there and, and dwelling on it, but you'd actually, what do I do now? So, so it, you know, it, it freezes you and it causes you, yeah, it blocks you out. There's congestion yeah.
0: going on in your head. And you're also not full of the success either. No. Um, it's quite interesting when you talk to people, some of the greats that I've dealt for um, and dealt with over the years, you know there are people that are very balanced, people that are of, of great, great control. They don't boast about their big trades. Yeah. Um, they don't dwell on I lost a fortune yesterday type conversations. No, no. They're just super, super present for what's about to unfold. And, of course, that's settable every morning or wherever their day starts in terms of their trading day. Do you, do you know, I heard a great podcast um,
1: last year. Uh, so I'm going I'm to plug another podcast here. And, and a trader who's quite well known on, uh, on Twitter... Um, the podcast was "Chat with Traders." I don't know if you've ever heard that one. I have, yeah, yeah, really good. Um, and this was one of their podcasts with a guy called Trader Dante or Dante. Have, have you heard of him? Dante, no, right? He's a London trader, and he, he's very big on Twitter. He's got um, oh,
0: wait a minute, I think I have noticed him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, quite colourful with his language, But an interesting character, and it was one, it was a great chat. And he was telling a story. In this podcast, of he was working in a prop trading room in London, and there, you know, there were some really big traders in that room. And there was one trading day where the market was really volatile, and one of the guys who was probably the top trader in the room had a big six-figure day. I I, I don't know how much it was. It was perhaps three, four hundred thousand pounds. You know, Mm. he made in one day. And everyone was kind of, it sounded like everyone was a bit in awe of this. And he left the office, I think, about five o'clock, or you know, this this Dante, trader Dante, left the office about five o'clock and went home. And he got home and he realised, I think he'd been out for maybe a quick drink first, and then got home about seven and didn't have his keys. He left them in the office. So he went back to the office and it was dark by now. And he expected no one to be in the office. And there was one light on in the corner. And he, he thought, well, who's that? So he walked over there. And it was the guy who had made all the money, that big money that day. And he said, you know, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I'm looking back on my trades for the day. I'm reviewing them. And I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm planning for the next day. And he said it was amazing because he just assumed he'd be going down the pub. <laughs> You know, ordering some champagne or, you know, having some beer, celebrating a great day. This guy who makes more money than anyone else was working harder than anyone else. Yeah. He was working hard to continue learning what he'd done well, what he could have done better, planning for the next day. And that, to me, is growth mindset. It,
0: it is. However, yeah. as we know in this, the world that's evolved and the stuff that we learn now about managing self... Yeah. He probably could have done better by also managing himself in a better way, because of course, if you work from eight thousand revs all day long, in, into yeah. the night, do it again next day, do it again next uh, day, well, some, I, something starts to happen on a negative. Well, we we, but we he he must have been doing yeah. something else to maintain that energy. Well, we, we don't know. I mean, I don't know the. Internet. But I just no. bet. I bet he did. I bet he had something going on that was self-management to just keep him fresh, keep him with that energy to get through long, volatile days? Possibly, yeah.
1: So he he may have had that. I mean, the fact that he
0: was a very successful trader. And I'm,
1: you know, I'm minded to to think of another guy that I coached um, back in the early days. I actually coached some of the guys he backed. So it was another private trader. Um, I won't mention his name because I think think that would be unfair. But... um, I was put. I was put. I was connected to him through a broker. Um, I think this was about twenty eleven or twenty twelve, and the, the funny thing is, as we were put together, and we met. We met in a in a in a pub in the city. When we got there, we knew each other. He had worked in the middle office of the bank that mm-hmm. I started with in the mid nineteen eighties. Fantastic. <laughs> and he'd been a trader for about fifteen years in banks. And then he decided he wanted to have a go on the floor, and he went on the life yeah. floor. Yeah. Um, and he was exactly the same guy. He was exactly the same. But he'd been phenomenally successful. You know, This was a guy who was a seven-figure guy, and a big seven-figure guy every year. He was a big name on the floor. You know, he was a big name at electronic trading then, so by now yeah. Yeah. they were in electronic trading. And I think he was working in the Tower trading room in London. Sure. Um, he hadn't changed. He was that same person. His ego was, you know, when he was in the middle office, you know, he was that person. And when I met him, this must have been nearly 30 years later, 25 years later, he was exactly the same person. And when I, I coached him a little bit, we had a couple of coaching sessions, even though I was meant to be coaching his people. I, I, he he was so comfortable in his own skin, yeah. And he was someone for me. you know, as we talked, he had that growth mindset. Yeah, you can you can sense it
0: when you talk to those those type of people. Yeah,
1: and no ego. Yeah. You know, and I think that made a difference.
0: Yeah, some of the biggest failures I've seen and heard of in in the, in the markets have been those that. Uh, that, that boast about things, that come out and boast about things and the ego gets out of control or or they want to kind of show off during lunchtime and start trading whilst they're at lunch and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Been there, done it. Probably, the, you could probably sum up the worst traders I've ever met have been of that type of mindset. Yes. Yeah. You know, I guess, moral standards, low, um, lack of focus, lack of sort of um, ownership of, of the role, as it were, being slightly loose and uh, not being present, turning up for the show.
2: Yeah, you know? they're,
0: they're, they're the guys who've
1: got a fixed mindset. They think yeah. they're talented already and they don't think they can fail, and they don't think they need to work hard. You know, I, you know, I deserve, I expect to succeed because of who I am. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people come into trading who, who may not be like that, but it makes you very quickly like that. If we go back to what I said earlier on about day one, you're up against mm-hmm. these guys and year one, you're up against these guys and, and if you think you should be making money in that year, you know, well, <laughs> you know, maybe a bit of luck comes your way, but it, it would be ludicrous in any other form to think, you know, any other game, to think, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win Wimbledon in year one, or I'm gonna win Augusta in year one. Well, it's, know, it's it's, it's not part plan, of your education.
0: It's your not your playing education. snakes and ladders, For like yeah. A snake Yeah. Wikipedia, snakes and ladders. if you never heard about the game? But it's like snakes and ladders. You move through this journey. Yeah. Every now and then you get a boost up, but every now and then you you yeah. may fall back below from where you've came from. Yeah. Um, and it's learning that persistence will get you to the end of that game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that belief that you will be on a positive trajectory overall. Yeah. Despite what you know, the throw of the dice has given you. Um, and the ability to learn from you know, what what did that mean mm. that's just happened, what did it mean? Fine, okay, interesting. It's, it's a never-ending journey, Never-ending journey. Um, but you have to factor into the fact that at some point you're going to be going backwards. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you need to go backwards before you go forward, do, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and if you've got the wrong frame of mind... And you're in this fixed mindset state. If so you see that going backwards as a failure and not a learning, you're in trouble. And there may be a colleague next to you that's rolling the dice and he's moved up to number 70 on the snakes and ladder board and you just can't get through number 20.
1: You're comparing yourself. That's you don't compare. Thing.
0: Comparison is another, th- it's another way of putting you know,
1: Why should you be winning just because another guy's winning?
0: Yeah, it's his he, game. He, it, he's seen game. something
1: different and yeah. it's
0: working for him. Don't play somebody else's game.
1: Yeah, I see that so often with clients.
0: And, and totally don't, there's also this sort of, you know, if you see somebody in the markets and you hear they've got a big trade on that you hadn't seen, you might be tempted to think, Oh, but it goes wrong? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I hear that awful lot of time. Yeah,
1: we're, where, we're human. We're human. I've done that. Yeah. And it you're is kind of horrible. Like, well, I feel dirty, but I know I'm human and I've done I've it. And I've said to. So. I
0: the market crashes or something. That, that,
1: guy's, that guy's bought long, right? And, and I didn't get long. And you're going. Oh. You're sort of looking you, at the You child don't want telling, to say it. You don't want to say it. You're thinking to go it. Go down, go down, go yeah, down. You're know, it. Yeah. You're thinking it.
0: comes. And so we, th- that takes us away from managing ourselves. Because we're then trying to manage other people, yeah. Uh, and that's mate, mate, the only moment you are alive and in control of anything is in this thing called the present moment, and it's only your present moment. So I'm I'm conscious of the time. We're getting close to the end of this, but
1: I want to ask you from your experience and in the work you do, because you've done you do some brilliant work with what you call mind fitness. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you. I know you've you've done some work to bring people into this growth mindset, even though you may have not have known the term the
0: growth mindset. Sure. Um, give an example of something you do. Well, I think if you explain it like this, the I'm I'm trying to get people into something called present moment awareness with an attitude of positive mindset. Yes. And that's from several reasons. The background reason is that if we're if we're happy if we're positive we tend to be happy, if we're happy we tend to be healthy. And if we're going into volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous markets, we need to be damn fit from a mental and physical point of view.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's our foundation point. So you need yeah. to be hydrated, need to be able to get enough rest, need to have oxygen. Fundamental point to then face the market. Yeah. You then need to face that market with an attitude of reset and refresh where you learn from experience you learn from something that's negative you have you have a self-belief in what you're doing but a, a learning capacity and you can only learn if you've turned down the things that are stressing you because if they're still bugging you and it might be that the way that research is getting presented to you is done in four full scaps that you've got to read through rather than done in a summarized bullet point it may be because you're getting dragged into stupid meetings about regulation and compliance that you just have to do to be in your role and being dragged away from the market at perhaps the wrong time of the day, yeah. right out of your control, but you're getting stressed by that. It's how do you manage that? Do you, do you, can you manage the culture? Yeah. Do you have an engagement in terms of the way you engage with people and communicate with people to improve the things yeah. that are getting in your way? To turn them down, if they're physical distractions, so that you can be more present with the market. So it's a case of personal control, it's cultural control, to optimise yourself for whatever you are doing in this thing called the present moment. Right. Because if you're going to be facing a complex market and wanting to make money out of it, you've got to be pretty damn highly tuned. Now, now I think that that brings
1: us to a great point to say that our next podcast, it, whereas we've had a chat today, it's going to be me interviewing you about your work, and then me interviewing you.
2: Yeah, but the next <laughs> one, the next one, podcast yeah.
1: four. Yeah, I am just in, so I, I think your work is fascinating, and I think our audience will be fascinated about it. Sure. So this might be a good place to wind up. I think so. But to say, you know, if you've enjoyed this podcast listen to our other podcasts. Podcast four is my interview with Mark Randall about his work and I think people will be fascinated by it. Look forward to it. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the third episode of the Alpha Mind podcast with myself, Stephen Goldstein and my colleague, Mark Randall. Alpha Mind is a collaboration between myself and Mark. Please check us out at our blog, alphamindblog.blogspot.com, or see our website, alpha-mind.net, or follow us on Twitter at alphamind101.